Praise the Lord. God is so good. Yeah, he deserves praise, folks, and we can praise him with our clapping. We can praise him with our voices. We praise him whenever we talk about him. We praise him when we're reading our Bibles. We praise him when we're praying. We're always praising God. I wanted you to think about Acts 16, so find Acts 16 in Philippians. That's kind of where we're going to be at this morning, I think. And y'all excuse me, this pollen has just been giving me a hard way to go, so try not to hack too much in your ears. I wanted you to act 16, and you're going to look through that, I don't know, it's probably what, uh, about 20 some, 30 some, uh, about 40 verses. Um. One of the biggest things that we use on that one when we're talking about it is that Paul and Silas was thrown into prison. And we know what they did. We know what the outcome was. But I, I want to take you here to, to this place. We've got Philippians opened up, right? That is the letter that Paul wrote to the people in Philippi where he was in the Philippian jail. So he writes this letter to these folks and he's touching on things that they're, they're facing, things that they, that they need direction on. How many of us know that God gives us direction? Do we ever get out of whack sometimes? I do. About every 10 minutes I'm out of whack and Jesus has got to come up and smack me upside the head and say, boy, pay attention. He's still working on me. He loves me because I'm willing. Just like a ball coach. A ball coach can coach a kid that wants to be taught but a kid that knows everything and can't, don't want to be taught, ball coach can't do nothing with him. Oh, sweetheart. It's all right. Did you pinch your papa? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But he goes and he gives these letters to these people so they'll... It's to help us to grow. That's what we do today, right? Until we check out of here, until we go by way of the grave, we're always growing. The Lord's always building us up to be more and more and more like Him. And so that's what's going on. But we have Philippians here. He wrote a letter to the people of Philippians, but in Acts 16 is where you see where he went there. You see, so he goes, and y'all can follow along if you want. I'm going to ad-lib it as best I can. You probably will start around somewhere around... Around verse 16. And you just read it, but Paul and his entourage got together, his, his guys, his ministering fellows. They got together and they go into this place which is called Philippi. Philippi was a Roman colony. Just like we were colonists of England when we became a nation, Meaning everything we did represented England. England still called the shots where we was at. We did what England said. If we didn't, the law came down on us. So whenever the Romans would go throughout conquering the world, what they would do is they would go in and take these big cities. And if you take the big cities and set up your government and set up the way that you do things, that's how you do the surrounding areas. 
A good example would be if somebody wanted to come in and take over America today, they wouldn't come to Huddleston to start camp. Because there's not a lot of reach. There's not a lot of resources. But they would go somewhere as the big cities are. In, in Virginia, it would, you know, probably the northern Virginia, which is around the capital, which affects our whole nation. And they, they would go in and they would set up and they would start laying the law down and, and take over that area. That's how, what happened in Judea. And so they would go in and they would take these, these places over. And so Paul and his guys, they go into Philippi. And when they get there, they go down to the river looking for maybe some people to pray because there was nobody praying nowhere. So they go to the river and, and who did they run into? Lydia. And so what Paul does, and, 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 and he's, he's got his entourage with him, Timothy and probably Luke, because Luke is the writer here. Luke is the book of Luke he wrote, and Acts is the book of... And so they go and they give her what? The Word of God. Doesn't say anything else, does it? They gave her the Word of God. What happened? She accepted it and she was saved and they baptized her and not only that, her family. And so she tells, she tells Paul, she says, now if you believe I'm a believer, if you believe I'm a, a following Jesus now, won't you guys come on over to our house and stay? We're going to put you up. And so we have that. We also have in this, in this place in Philippi that they're... They're there ministering in the town square one day and there's this lady who the King James says he has a spirit of divination but she's a fortune teller. Go out here anywhere and give them 25 bucks they'll tell you what's going to do tomorrow. Can I give you some words and I don't mean to have a mean spirit here I don't mean that but if you're doing that you ain't real smart. You ain't real smart. But that's what she's doing. She's out here and she's giving these people their horoscopes, so to speak, telling them what's going to come, what's going to happen. This is happening here, this is happening there. She's telling them all these things. And what, 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 what are they? Paul is walking along and all of a sudden the Bible says he turns around and he looks at her and he says, come out of her. She had a demon. But she was following these guys around. Now, look at this. You've got to back up. She was following these guys around and doing what? These are men of the Most High God. But a few verses later, he goes down and Paul turns around and tells her, come out of her. And she's set free. Explain that to me. My questions are out on that, Brother Gene. She was advertising for these guys. She's carrying the billboard saying, hey, these are the Jesus guys. That's who these are. These people know all about salvation, but yet she's got a demon. Why? She's making money for these dudes by telling fortunes. Because of people that want to know the fortune. We don't always want to hear from God because God gets straight with us, don't he? You ever been whipped by God? Let me see your hands if you've been whipped by God. Let me see your hands if you've been whipped by God this week. Thank God he did. You know, I'm like one of them problem children. 
But they set this woman free. Now the Bible doesn't go on and tell us whether or not she became a believer or not. We don't know. Speculation, anything beyond that. You read that in the commentary? It's good to note. Don't take it as the gospel. Because it's one fellow's opinion. The Bible doesn't say it. And if the Bible doesn't say it, we've got to stop right there. Because it leads us on places. Can I tell you, the devil will take you down some roads and make it look godly. And you know, I've heard all kinds of things growing up about uh, do this and don't do this. And, and some of it ain't even in the Bible. I ain't been able to find it. I give up looking. I figure I was chasing after rabbits. So, she gets set free. Well, when she gets set free, these fellows that are making money off of her, they go and drag them out into the streets. And when they drag them out into the streets, they're telling the people here, look, these guys, these are Jewish, these are Jews, it's in there. And they're doing what is contrary to Rome, what we teach, what we accept, what we... Now, how in the world would you know? Rome is kind of like the USA today. Anything goes. You want to do it, just don't come on my yard and do it. But they did not want anything to do with Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what, since Jesus Christ stepped foot on this world, he has not, not a lot of people don't want to have anything to do with him, and a lot of people get mean about Jesus. They do things in the name of Jesus that has nothing to do with Jesus. But the world, they don't want to hear about Jesus. You can go and pray anywhere you want, pray and pray to God. But you can't pray in the name of Jesus. We don't want to hear that name. Let me tell you something. There's something about that name that sets you free. There's something about that name that makes it okay for you to be here today to hear the gospel. To learn from the Lord. There's something about that name. And He is holy. And we sang about it a minute ago. He is holy. He's the one that goes with us every step of the way. I'm going to prove it to you in this, this story. So they take them and they bring them before these magistrates and they beat them. Beat them bad. Now let me tell you something. When the checkbook said beat these guys up, they did what the checkbook said. Okay? Because they're doing what? They're going to affect our income. And so they beat them. And then they take them and they throw them in jail. And when they throw them in jail, we know what happened. It says they were at midnight. They were praying and singing. And what happened when they was praying and singing? Singing meaning they were praising God. Praying, they were calling upon God. Now, now let's face this here for a minute. You just got beat up earlier today. You've been thrown into prison. How in the world do you got it in you to pray and to sing? I'm going to tell you what, that takes somebody full of the Holy Ghost to be able to do that. You can't do that if you don't have the Holy Spirit because you are worried about circumstances. Circumstances is what drives you. But when the Holy Spirit comes in you, you see things a little bit differently. You realize and understand this is a bad situation, but I can pray and I can praise God and He's going to show up. He may not turn it out how I want it, but He will be there. He'll see me through it. He'll see my loved one through it. He'll see my children through it. That's what happens whenever you're full of the Holy Spirit. 
You pray and you praise. Even though you just got beat up. And we know what happened. An earthquake came. And it was so powerful that their, 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 their bonds fell off of them. The doors busted open of this place. This prison, the, the doors just flung open. I can picture it in my mind, you know, being cracked after seeing the earthquake in Nepal last week. Imagine something like that. And this jailer had been given charge over these guys and told them to watch them carefully. And when the earthquake hits, he comes out, he sees everything's open, he's getting ready to jump on his sword because they're going to kill me anyway. I might as well go ahead and do it. They might beat me up before they kill me. And Paul sees this and he yells out, wait a minute, we're all here. We haven't left jail. Anybody been in jail? Don't raise your hands. I have. That's where I worked a lot. He's in there a lot every day. And boy, when you go in, you don't get to go out until somebody pushes a button and lets you out. It don't matter what you got. Not everybody can do that job because you're stuck. And you know, in going in, you're not, uh, you're not material to be bargained with. If you take you, you're just another piece of meat because we ain't bargaining. But they stayed right there in the jail. And by staying there in the jail... This jailer sees something and wants to know what's going on and what does he do? What must I do to be saved? He said, there's something going on with these fellas. They done come into this town. They done turned it upside down. It's in an uproar. I think one of the versions says they've up done, upset our society. They done come in and turned this town upside down. And I, he might have been the one even beating them. We don't know. But the Bible tells us that they were beaten. He was the jailer. He was given charge over them. And now they broke loose. And now these guys, for some odd reason, which doesn't make any sense, they're not beating feet to the next county. They're hanging around. We're not going anywhere. Don't hurt yourself. Now, does that make any sense or not? See, when the Holy Ghost is in you, you do things that don't make sense to the world. It makes perfect sense to Jesus, but it don't make sense to the world. We think a lot with these right here, and we don't think enough with these sometimes. Oh, well, that wouldn't have gone well. We're going to look at this for a minute. So they stay, and he gets saved. And not only does he get saved, somewhere in the night he fixes a meal for them, and he goes and he dresses their wounds. He's cleaning them off. Him and his whole family's baptized. And then the bad guys, the, the guys that's running the town, come in and says, well, get rid of these fellows. Just send them on out of here. Now, here's, here's another twist in the story. Paul. Now, you've got to think Paul just ain't thinking straight. He must have had an aneurysm or something from one of those rocks that hit him or something. Because they said, you've got to go. And he said, wait a minute, I ain't going anywhere. What? You had the chance to break out of prison. You have now the chance to just walk out of the city. He said, I'm not going. Because you tried me and beat me, and I'm, uh, I mean, you beat me without a trial, and I'm a Roman citizen. And you can't do that. And the Bible says these guys were concerned. They were worried. Paul says, have them come on up here, and they can escort us out. He made a public display of them. So they come, and they escorted him out of the city. He goes back to Lydia's. That's the end of the book. 40, 40 verses. I know it's animated, but it's pretty close to right. I mean, they do stuff on TV that's close, but you know what I'm talking about. Am I off on any of that, Brother Willie, Brother Gene? That's pretty well wraps it up. So here they are, and the Spirit of God led them somewhere to do something. The day that you and I got saved, 
Jesus is supposed to be our Lord. In Philippians 1, Paul and Timothy, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and the deacons, who's the workers in the church, the pastors, the overseers, all these fellows. But he's writing this letter to these folks to give them something. Why? He personally knows them. He founded that church. You see what I'm talking about? He founded that church. Now, if we back up here in the book of Acts, along about verse 6, we want to talk about what I just did to show where they got there. It says here, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of, um, of uh, Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. And when they came to the border of Mycenae, they tried to enter Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mycenae and went down to Troas. And during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace. And the next day we went to Neapolis, and from there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia. It was a big place. It was where you wanted to start a church. It was where you wanted to start something going out into the world. Paul was smart. Well, was he or was it the Holy Spirit leading And so it was a Roman colony, leading city of Macedonia, and they stayed there several days. And the next verse is where they go and they meet Lydia. But you see what went on for them to get to where they was going. They went to do something that we would call as being right. We're taking the gospel and we want to go here. Well, God says, no. We want to do this. And God says, no. You see, it takes a little bit of something. Yeah, I have people call me all the time. You have no idea. And I know a lot of what it is. They want to get some money. Everybody wants to come here and perform. And you know what I tell them? When I get done praying about it, I will call you. And a week or two goes by, they call back. I said, did you not hear our conversation? When I pray about it and God tells me, I will call. But I prayed God told me, well, if you've got that kind of location with God, you need to tell him to tell me because he hasn't said nothing yet. Because we don't perform here. The minute you start performing, Brother Gene, is the minute you need to take yourself out of that because this is about worship to Jesus. We don't perform here. We don't get performed to. What we do is we worship. We worship God. Amen? And if it becomes anything else, any man or woman that gets up here and makes this a showcase for themselves, can I tell you, it might sound good, it might look good, but it won't be led by the Holy Spirit because he will only give glory to Jesus Christ and no man. Amen? Am I right on that, Brother Gene? If it becomes about me, if I start making it about me, he says I'm not going to be there and do anything with it. And yet it might seem right. We might have an ideal to go and do this or go and do that. And when we start knocking people down, oh, bad place.
Don't go there. Shut up, Ken. You see, when, when, when we have this ideal to do something that God has given us, sometimes we got to wait because we see right here with Paul that it always seems like it's right. I love the prayer service the other night. Thank y'all for doing that. That was great. The prayer service. Did you guys that was here Wednesday night, did you like the prayer? If you did, let God know right now. Praying for the things that's going on in the world. And that's not to lift you up. That's to lift up the Lord. If you want you lifted up, I can't say it no more. Because it's got to be about Jesus. It's got to be his glory. But prayers went up. But, but the thing is, is Paul was getting ready to go do something right. He was getting ready to go take the gospel. I mean, I mean what's wrong with taking the gospel, Sister Waylene? Ain't that what we're supposed to do? Ain't that what the, the, the Bible tells us in the Great Commission? Take this gospel to all the world. He didn't tell us to do anything else. Your job and my job is to take the gospel to the world. Now, if Bill on the, uh, on the bus or, or Tommy in the school don't want to listen to what you've got to say, you did your what God asked you to do, you move on. He may ask you to do it again. He may ask you to give this truth, but you do what he gives you. You don't just come up with it because that's what he wanted to do. And he said, and the Lord said no. So he's over here in this place on the map and he's trying to get up here and God says, I want you to go over here. And had he not listened to God, had he went and done his own thing, we might not be reading about Lydia and her family. There might not be a letter, what we call a book, but there may not be a letter in our Bible called Philippians. There may not be a jailer and his family who were saved. There may not be a lady who was demon-possessed, been delivered, had he done what he wanted to do, and not what God wanted to do. Amen? You see where we're at here. So he's writing a letter to these Philippians, but he says that for him and Timothy that they are servants. Doulos is the word in the Greek. And it means a slave. It means a slave, a bad slave, a bond slave. Not a slave that works in the big house tasting the bread to see if the boss is going to be okay. We're talking about the bond. These are the low of the low. You see what a slave does? What does a slave do? He does nothing but take orders from the master. We have this history in our country with slavery and all that. We understand and know all about that. It's a bad thing. But the slaves did nothing, knew anything with what, what the master said. Period. Slaves, bond slaves. Paul is the guy who takes orders. You and I, when we said yes to Jesus, we're supposed to be men and women who take orders from who? The Master. The Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is his name. Christ is the, is the Greek for Messiah. Lord is his title. He's either Lord over us or he's not Lord over us. He's not part Lord here and part Lord there. He's either Lord or he's not. And we take our orders from him. Amen? And had they not done that, where would they be? Where would we be? And it would have looked good. It would have seemed right. I mean, for instance, we're taking the gospel to Asia. Who would not say that's not good? God, not you, and not now. It's coming later.
Does that make him Lord? And this should be encouraging to you and I. Because we make decisions every day, don't we? How often, and you answer this for yourself, do you ask the Lord what he wants you to do? Lord, block my mind from my own ability, my own wisdom, this world's wisdom, this world's way of thinking, and let me do what you want. Because we already know he don't always do it the way that sounds right. Had Paul got the itinerary for this trip, he probably would have just, I don't think so. I'm going to back, I'm going to go build some tents. Timothy, you, you guys go on. Timothy, Luke, y'all go on over there. I've got, I got to go back here and take care of something. You remember I told you the other week about the guys at the fight and they ran out on us, you know, running down the hill? That's what he would have been like, maybe. I don't know. He listened to the Lord. And is there any decisions you're making in your life, any things that you decide that you're going to do? Anything. I don't care what it is. Particularly church. Did you ask God about it? And when he says, yes, I want you to do this, understand this. Beatings came with it so that God could be glorified. You hear me? Beatings. People got set free. It's not always going to be feel good. You won't feel good. There's a lot of clubs around. They'll take feel good. But when we follow Jesus around, when we do what Jesus says to do, when we call upon the Holy Spirit, and by the way, you notice there were several times he started to do something. He don't always answer now. That's my answer to those people that's always wanting to come here and minister. Whenever Jesus tells me, and I've heard his voice enough to know, I've been doing this for four years, he's told me some things that I was like, there ain't no way. And it worked out that way, and it worked out okay. It wasn't fun, but it was what it was, and he was in it. And we got to give him praise for that. Amen? Have you had those situations in your life? And sometimes he don't answer you right now. Sometimes he says, I'll talk to you in a little bit about it. So that drives people nuts when they call me, and then they don't hear back for three weeks. Well, don't blame me. Blame God. Because he put me as pastor over this flock, and this flock is going to get what he wants. That's what I'm determined to do. I'm determined to do what Jesus says. Brother Mike, you don't like what's going on with him. You need to talk to Jesus about it simply because I'm talking to Jesus about it. I'm not stupid. I know what's going on. I see things. I pray about things. But I talk to God, and we say, God, you've got to take care of it. I can't fix it. I can't do this. We need you in here, Jesus. Only you can touch my mother-in-law. Only you can touch the people who are lost. Only you can touch these kids that may be into things it's not supposed to be about. That's the important stuff. Don't you know there's coming a day in this nation when I may be asked to marry somebody who is boy and boy, and I've got to tell them no. And we're trying to do things in this church so that it doesn't come back on the individuals. But I also know how the law works. And that day is coming. Will you as a Christian stand up for Jesus and lose your home? Will you go after the souls with me? Will you do that? Because it's coming. There are battles to fight and the devil will throw everything in the sun underneath and in front of you to fight them. And they got absolutely nothing to do with the kingdom growing. It has to do with those that are hurting. You see, the Lord wants us to have the best. 
Sometimes he says, you've got to walk this path. And when he says, you've got to walk this path, can I tell you something? You won't grow another inch in Jesus until you start walking that path and do it with praise and prayer. Now, I'm talking to a hundred people. If this hit close to home to you, talk to Jesus about it. I'm only the messenger. It's called conviction. Pray and call on the Lord. Because otherwise, and I say this because I love you, I want you to receive everything that Jesus has for you. But if you wanted to go to Asia and he said no, you can't sit here and just keep talking to him about it. You can't, if you go on your own, you're going to go on your own, and he's not going to be with you, and I guarantee you it's not going to work out. Because he has a plan for you, Brother Danny. He's got a plan for you, Brother Ken. He's got a plan for each and every one of us. You guys are getting married. Y'all got to be talking to Jesus a lot. I know it's an exciting time for you. Start out now and start doing it together. You start doing it now, it'll be you know, it'll fit better whenever you start doing it later on, you know. The first time that she burns the biscuits or you burn it, whichever one of y'all is cooking. <laughs> Don't lie. Lying is lying, no matter how honey, this is good. If it ain't no good, tell her. Don't do that again. That was no good. <laughs> Because then she makes it again and you don't eat it you start finding excuses to get away with it. Then you get in trouble. You know, a tangle webs you weave when you start lying. But we got to talk to Jesus. And I know maybe some decisions are trying to be made in, in homes today about anything. Maybe jobs. Who knows? Don't do anything until you hear from him. Because if he has another plan... He will not bless the other one. And the devil, oh, he's very subtle. You know how I know that? Because he can take men who are so full of themselves and haven't given up to Jesus being Lord of all, and he can take this word and he's got it sliced 8,000 different denominational ways. And everybody believes it and everybody stands on it. Let me tell you what, you better call on Jesus. Learn to start hearing from him. Learn to start hearing his voice. Sometimes it might be through somebody else talking to you. Maybe you might even be riding down the road and you hear the Lord speaking on something you've been praying about. Then you got your answer. I always find that whenever I pray about something and God sticks something in my spirit, it usually ain't too long to one of you probably will say something and you have no clue what you just answered. But that little Holy Ghost light goes ding. And I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus. And at that point, if it's what God wants, we are going to do it. We're going to head down that road. Amen. Because that's the only place where growth is going to be. And that's the only place where freedom is going to be. And by the way, that's the only place that these people over here or over there or this guy or that guy is going to receive salvation and growth. That's the only place. We can be busy, we can be like Martha, we can go, but if we ain't doing what Jesus wants, it ain't right. Amen. So if you stand to your feet this morning, we've got a lot to be thankful for. This world is heading to a place, folks,
I can't say that it's coming to an end soon, but it certainly seems like it. There's a lot of dividing lines coming up, and it's not just societal dividing lines, it's church dividing lines. It's, it, it's, it's people that are called Christians or calling themselves Christians. And I don't cast those stones. Jesus can touch everybody and he can bring everybody back. Amen. Do we believe that this morning? He can bring everybody back. He can touch everybody. But I'm telling you, we got to do what the Bible says. And the first thing we got to stop doing, we got to stop sugarcoating a lot of stuff. Brother Jones got a bunch of cows down there and one of them needs something, they're going to get it, right? Because it's an investment. That's something that's important. It's the same thing with the flock. It has to be dealt with. It has to be brought out. It has to be done how Jesus wants it done. That's the roads we like to avoid. No, I don't want to go down that road. No, we got to walk where Jesus goes. So if you've got something you've been praying to God about now, I want to ask you, invite you to come and pray. I want to invite you to come and pray and seek him. And let me tell you, he may not answer you today. You may lay here all day praying and never hear a word from the Lord. It might be the second Tuesday of next week, but he will answer you. I promise you that. When we call upon God, he will answer us. Might not be in our time because his ways are not our way. He does things different. If he does everything the same way, then we just get on the same button. You know, it's like, you know, cattle in a stall. You know, you take the step, you walk, you get here. God says, I like to keep it good. I like to keep you dependent on me and not on anything else. So come and pray. Come and pray.